Bill Birnbach said, if your advertising goes unnoticed, everything else is academic. David Ogilvie said it takes a big idea to attract the attention of consumers. Unless your advertising contains a big idea, it will pass like a ship in the night. And you've heard us say that we believe entertainment is the currency that will purchase the attention in the minds of a too busy customer. So we all agree that getting attention is important. But how do you get it? How do you keep it, more importantly? My guest today is Orlando Wood. He is the author of a book called Lemon, How the Advertising Brain Turns Sour. This past fall, he released a film called Aktung at the Effectiveness Works Global Conference, and it demonstrated how a conspicuous lack of character, place, and time could be at the root of the poor performance ad campaigns have been having over the past 10 to 15 years. He is the chief innovation officer at System One Group, a firm that, among other things, measures the emotional content of an ad campaign, and that helps measure potential effectiveness. Now, this problem with attention didn't just occur overnight. It's been something that has been slowly growing year after year. So where did it start? But I think you'd probably have to say that the digital world has something to do with it. Uh, you know, we've been through enormous changes in the last 15, 20 years in how we do business, um, societal changes mm -hmm. too, by the way, but, but changes in technology which have um, led to certain things becoming easier and quicker, but at the same time uh, leading to other perhaps unforeseen or unintended or perhaps even intended consequences such as the speeding up of uh, creative work so you know we used to have perhaps a few weeks to 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 to, to create a campaign maybe longer maybe months um and now it feels as though you know you only have days maybe even hours in some cases so that speeding up of things is is you know and you need time to sort of think and, and, and process and, and study and research you know. and all the other things you yeah, got to do. Exactly. Yeah. Understand the problem, understand the, you know, what, what you're really trying to do and how you, how you relate to your competitors and everything else. So, right. you know, it takes time to, to make really great work. Uh, but also I think it, it's led to this uh, ability to do, to, to standardize, you know, so you only need to make one ad now, if you can, you know, across, lots of geographies and when you lead to when you have this sort of standardized global ad you know it's an ad that's supposed to work everywhere but in fact it probably ends up working right. nowhere very it's a good well. time to be in the template industry isn't it yeah quite quite <laughs> and because you could because you, you you can't draw on those local cultural references you right. know you can't uh you can't show people talking or interacting or um, you know, anywhere you show, it has to be pretty generic. So it could could be sort of vaguely applicable anywhere, rather than you know, showing people in a street in wherever, uh, Chicago yeah. or London or wherever else it might be. So you know, it loses it, humanity, right? I mean, there's yeah, it does. No, I mean, yeah. it's one one of the things that 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 you know, I mean, talk about in um, in in my more recent work in in Achtung, which I, I you know made a short film for. You know, I talk about the importance of in advertising of character, incident and place, um, how they hold attention, how they elicit emotional response um, and, uh, you know, how they they're, they're the sort of features that help to drive long and broad effects. 
And, you know, it's very difficult to almost to find ads today. I mean, there are obviously exceptions that can be described by asking and answering those three questions, you know, who's involved, what happens and where is it set? And those things sort of root us to, to, to where we are, to our surroundings. Um, they're, what, they're what make people, you know, pay attention to things. So, um, yeah, and, and this sense of longing and belonging, you know, has sort of um, given, given way um, and, and it's still there in the general public, yeah. but you don't see it much in advertising. Is there a sense, Orlando, of which is the chicken and which is the egg? In other words, did the business community say, I want this fast and now and we need to move, you know, I don't, I don't want any creativity. I want, a, I, want a, I want a template that I can count on. Or did the advertising industry offer it up and say, this is an easier way for us and for you? Well, I think it's a bit of both, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think clients have uh, have obviously embraced this fast new uh, world. Um, I think they've also put a lot of um, uh, pressures via procurement on 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 agencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big network agencies, I think, have uh, you know reduced costs uh, and trying to improve efficiency and productivity, but have, uh, at the same time. Of course, that, that leads inevitably to the removal of very senior talent yeah. and experienced yeah. talent. That's that's it's it's a bit of both, and uh, technology certainly got something to do with it. But I think that there's a, there's been a broader shift in the way that pe- in sort of habits of thinking, mm-hmm. and I think you, you you see this in in other periods in history, and that's one of the things I do in Lemon as I look at how this is this is sort of happened before and that's really. and that's really yeah that's an interesting uh part part of lemon where you show how art has gone from this very organic and maybe incongruent um, uh, feel to a very flat and 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 symmetrical feel uh, and then back again we move from these spiral tendrils here that depict uh, nature as it sort of is with depth a bit of asymmetry uh, and a, a sense of flow towards this flattened, devitalized, symmetrical, and an emphasis on signs and symbols, the vine and the crosses. We go from mosaics of people who are talking to each other in dialogue, with depth, with light and shade, towards unilateral mosaics, communicating me at you. Are we in a cycle? Does, does it come back? Let's hope so. I mean, it normally does at some point. Um, I think people, you know, I mean, the, I talk, of course, I, I explain in the book why, why I think that is drawing on the work of a, a, a brilliant scientist, uh, psychiatrist, psychologist, neuropsychologist called uh, Ian McGilchrist, who talks about the two hemispheres of the brain and how they attend to the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've had this sort of misguided notion since the 60s that perhaps the left and the right brain might do different things. It's not so much they do different things, they do things differently. They're different modes of attention. The left brain is very narrow and goal-orientated and it breaks things up into smaller parts. It likes to categorize things, categorize people. It's very explicit. Um, things are either truths or lies. I mean, uh, you know, the, the obsession with truths and lies and facts, you know, at the moment is 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 everywhere and a sense of paranoia that we don't actually know what the truth is um right. all of this comes with the left brain uh, and by the way anger it lateralizes to the left brain too 
Uh, so people adopt entrenched dogmatic positions, uh, can't see the other side. Um, also things because the left brain's you know very rhythmic um so likes rhythm uh, can only really dis determine and discern rhythm in music it doesn't have a sense of live time or space or depth uh, the right brain is broad and vigilant by contrast in its attention uh it, it sees the world as it really is everything in context it can understand gestures intonation accents you know um, uh, I suppose, uh, the embodied nature of the world yeah. and how we, f how we fill it, you know, and, uh, it understands to, uh, live time, space, uh, music, um, and it can well believe that two opposing thoughts can be true at the same time. So it, it can understand metaphor, humor, all of those, uh, things that make us people you know make us human and that's the uh, entryway right i mean that's the yeah. way you get into the brain is uh, yeah, you, that is the way in that is exactly yeah right. you bypass yeah, because, because the right brain presents the you know presents the world to us and then the left brain tries to unpack it and then represent it back to us in a sort of simplified flattened ordered kind of way um, and so, it's, and, so it's, it's, it's it feels natural i'm sorry to interrupt you no um, go please do it feels natural then for a business or an advertiser to say, well, let's logically lay this argument out like we're like we're putting together a documentary or yes, something like a, um, yeah, exactly like yeah. an engineering Meccano set or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But documentaries don't persuade. That's not that's no. not their, that's not their job. Um, and you are almost leaving too much in the hands of the consumer to put the pieces together and yes. to come to and, a and it assumes an inherent interest in in what yeah. you've got to say and that actually there's another thing you know that the digital world has enabled us to target uh, much better than we ever could in the past and with that targeting and ability to target comes gradually the kind of implicit assumption that whoever's looking at this is going to be interested in this category in this product you can't assume that uh, the audience's interest is a given particularly if you're trying to draw in people from outside the you know people who are just in the immediate buying mode you know if you're trying to look at people to grow your salience and brand beyond just that uh, and look for longer and broader effects then you need to you know relevance isn't enough you have to entertain and that's mm -hmm. that's one of the things that you know i think i, I mentioned in the book and you have to entertain to get that saliency is that is that a fair yes, way to say yeah, that because because you know i mean uh, you know emotional response does three things it it, it orientates our attention first of all uh, secondly it it helps to put things in long-term uh, memory so it helps with memory encoding and thirdly it it helps us to make a decision quickly in the future because it, it promotes certain brands makes them more salient if, if we've had some sort of positive in experience of them um, and it, and it de-emphasizes others that we haven't had, you know, positive experiences of. So, you know, it puts you at the top of the shortlist. You've also demonstrated um, a correlation between more right brain focused advertising and their effectiveness. And yeah. the IPA has also shown that advertising campaign effectiveness has been going down substantially year over year. Yeah. Uh, is it cause and effect? Is it, does one lead the other or are we such a distracted society that we aren't taking time to absorb all these things coming at us? They're, they're, in my view, they're, they're, they're certainly uh, interlinked. Um, 
and the you know if you look at different data sets over the same time period something you know something there's something you know congruent across them all and i suppose that's that in mm. around 2005 2006 that sort of time period 2007 that around then in lemon i say 2006 as that's what the data suggests mm. there was this change in uh, on the one hand uh, creative style uh, and on the other uh, this reduction in effectiveness Wow. And uh, you know, I think you, you've also got different different uh, types of of media uh, buying as well going on in this in that in that sort of period. It, everything points in the same direction, and all of these things are happening at the same time. And when you look at the relationship between what I call right brain features, um, characters, live time, place, all those sorts of things, and emotional response and attention and you see that they're the things that are uh you know driving those those sort of uh, responses in people and they're precisely the things that have been disappearing and being replaced by rhythm and words and short sharp cuts and uh you know um uh abstraction and flatness yeah. i see a lot of spinning mobile phones mobile phones like yeah. to spin Mobile phones like yes. to spin quite yes. a bit. Well, that's the other thing. There's an emphasis on things. Yeah, you know, yeah. The left brain likes things. It can't really understand people. Um, and so there's an emphasis on, on things. Um, uh, and also, there's this sort of frontality that you see a lot in mm. advertising now. You know, a bit like us now. You know, um, looking at each other square on, almost, right. almost, and almost a stare, like uh, like an adversarial stance. You know, right. that, that advertising is taking, that that is extremely off-putting. You know, I think it's a bit of a warning sign that all is not not well in yeah. the world. You know, yeah. the, the, the collective mental psyche is is um going through a difficult uh, disorientating time it's like we're we're due for another jazz movement or something to well let's hope it's it's something as positive as that and yeah no kidding worse. <laughs> yes that's true yeah it could yeah could be, we could shake the snow globe up uh, in a different way too yeah so uh, if if you don't mind spend a little time on those right brain features you mentioned because i think that's i think that's really important uh place yeah. accident and yeah, I, I talk about. I, I mean, character. my shorthand at the moment is character, incident, and place, uh, because they they seem to be extremely important in holding attention and generating an emotional response. They're they're what you might describe as storytelling, mm -hmm. although storytelling is a is is a bit of a wishy washy word, if you ask me. And and there's there's not really much, you know. Everyone has a different interpretation of what that means. You know, can a can a building tell a story? Um, I, I'm not sure it, it can in the traditional sense, you know. So, uh, character, incident, place seems pretty close to me to what we we mean when we're talking in audiovisual terms about mm -hmm. you know uh, a, a story. 
and uh, the, the, you know that that's to, that's not that's to men- not to mention a number of other things that I talk about in in the in the book Lemon. So um, uh, sense of uh, live time. Um, knowing glances between characters, the stuff that the right brain picks up on, mm-hmm. you know, that it, it, it sort of intuits these implicit and implied uh, things, a, a wink, a glance, a you know, body language, facial expressions, accents, um, all of that stuff that's about the embodied world and how we understand each other, you know, beyond the words, that's all very important. Uh, a, a sense of... Um, uh, I talk about music in the book as well and the importance of that and the things have become increasingly rhythmic. So very rhythmic beats mm. put against these um, very short, sharp cut, you know, uh, ads um, as opposed to, you know, music against an unfolding uh, uh, drama yeah. in, in, a, in a real place or somewhere that approaches the real world. You know, it may not be exactly this world, but it is of this world. Um, I, I talk also in the book about the importance of uh, characters and recurring characters, what I call fluent devices. So these, uh, a bit like the Geico Gecko, I guess, these sort of recurring characters that are used for mm-hmm. many years very successfully. The importance of those for recognition, for um, emotional response, for uh, attention, uh, even in digital, uh, you know, in-feed formats that they're very good at, yeah. at, at attracting attention and holding it. Um, and, and also um, those sorts of the, the kind of human scenarios that are repeated over what we used to call a campaign. So, you know, uh, things like um, uh, uh, Snickers, you're not you when you're hungry. That, that's also a fluent device. So these these things really helpful at driving lo- bra- lo- long and broad effects and also reducing price sensitivity. Um, but they've been disappearing, as I show in the book. Yeah. And what, what you demonstrate so well in Octung is that this, you know, to use an overused phrase, it's simple but not easy. It's, you know, you, the, the things you're speaking about there are intuitively the right thing to do. Not necessarily easy to create a character, to create a storyline, to no. create well, that drama question, in there. Yeah. But, but holy cow, it's so much more powerful. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's right, and uh, you know, you don't. You, you, it's it, it's much more easy to remember as well, yeah. and um, it, it better, easier to notice, easier to remember, um, and actually, you know, important kind of on another level, cultural glue that 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 holds everything together. You know, yeah. they're common yeah. reference points that that suddenly have sort of disappeared or fallen off the map. When you make the argument of thinking long term, you know, the, the Benetton field, long and short, you got to have both. But we're very obsessed with the short term now. What's what's your what's your go to argument or what is it you describe to business owners or advertisers when you say, yes, of course, we need to take care of the, the short term. But, you know, hold on because you need to be here tomorrow as well. Yeah, well, those those longer and broader effects are ultimately more important, and they help the short-term activation advertising to work much harder, as um, Peter Field has shown. Um, I, I point to some of the evidence in the book, Lemon, that looks at um, what happens over a longer time period 
and the relationship between extra share of voice and share of market gain. Mm -hmm. And there is this, by and large, pretty established relationship between how much you're spending relative to your size, relative to the competition, and market share growth the following year. And when you overlay on that the kind of emotional response to advertising, you get a much stronger and better explanation of market share movements in that following year. So it's like a, you know, a, a long-term measure. We've got so many short-term measures at the moment that promote a certain kind of advertising that you know, might drive quick web effects, but it's not going to do much more than that. Okay. Um, and if you're looking for those longer term, you know, that longer term growth and investors often are, then you know you you need to you, you need to think about the kind of work that's going to generate that emotional response. It's quality, not just quantity of advertising that matters. And the quality of advertising can can be reasonably well um, explained by some of the features I describe uh, and this mechanistic left brain advertising that's you know, um, very rhythmic and, and very, very pretty close up to things normally, you mm. know, you're kind of uncomfortably close to the product um, that's normal, perhaps shown out of context with no real background, um, just bits of people and things. Yeah, no, know, faces. Often, no faces, no faces. And you don't see full faces, you no. know, you see just the lips or just the eyes right. or just the hands, you know. The left brain likes to break things down in smaller parts, including people. Um, so, you you know, you see you, that's what you see a lot of. And it's it's un, it's just tiring wearing and 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 disengaging you know to have so many things up close um without any broader sense of context if you'd like to learn more about orlando's work you can go to system1group.com and to learn more about the ipa the institute of practitioners in advertising go to ipa.co.uk and i'm johnny molson if you have any questions or comments leave them in the box below or you can send me an email johnny molson at wizardofads.com and don't forget these episodes are also a podcast that you can listen to just subscribe wherever you get podcasts <music>